Welcome to On The Way, a podcast to help you make a meaningful connection with Jesus every day in the midst of your day-to-day. Today on the podcast, we're hearing from Alex Kirk, lead pastor of Chatham Community Church on the high value of spiritual community. Hope you enjoy. A couple weeks ago, I got a text around uh, 10 in the morning from a woman in our church, and she admitted in the text that she had a moment with the Holy Spirit in the shower. She was keeping it real with me, telling me what's going on. But she said she had a woman in her, a man actually in her small group who was battling a serious, mysterious illness. This man had been sick off and on for the last year, but it had gotten more serious. She was in the small group. He was sharing these things. And she said that morning, she just felt this overwhelming sense that we needed to pray tonight, that we needed to get people together and pray. And so she was texting me asking if we could gather people that night to pray over this man who was pretty much homebound at this point and, uh, and sort of stuck. And so I sent out uh, a couple of emails and she contacted the small group. And at 630 that night, we had over a dozen people gathered in his living room praying for him and his wife. And a mere you know, nine hours later, there we are together, gathered around this man. And some of us didn't know each other, but we were all gathered and cared about him and cared for him and wanted God to meet him. And afterwards, I was sharing with my 15-year-old about this little prayer gathering, and I said to him, I hope you always have some group of people who will drop and rearrange their lives in order to pray for you when you really need it. It's this beautiful picture of community and the type of community that I want for my kids and I want for myself. Throughout my own journey with Jesus, spiritual community has been one of the most rewarding and trickiest parts. It's one of the things I pray for my kids. Almost every night before they go to bed, I pray that they uh, will marry someone who will remind them of God's love when they need it. And that they'll have good friends who remind them of God's love when they need it. And for some of us, our journey has been marked with long stretches of time without anyone around to point us to God or remind us of God's love. And in those desert moments when we're in hard times or we are lost and drifting, or even when we're doing well, it's, uh, it's easy to get lost and it's easy to forget of God's, about God's grace and God's mercy. And so my hope and my prayer is that spiritual community be part of my life and my kids' lives, and hopefully for you as well. It's tricky because there's a number of things working against it. Some are just time and a priority. Why does this even matter? There's so many other things that are more urgent. Uh, if you've never experienced spiritual community yourself where someone knew you and prayed for you on a regular basis, you might not even know it's a valuable thing, it's a worthwhile thing. It might sound like it might sound like someone's trip to a far off distant country that sounds nice, but you're not sure you ever, ever want to go through the trouble of visiting there yourself. So time and priority, it's tricky to make it uh, so when so many other things are pulling at us that feel much more urgent and are right in front of us. And then if you are interested in spiritual community, it can be tricky because you kind of have to find someone who connects with you, just the personality match, right? Just finding someone that is somewhat like you and shares some similar outlook in life. Uh, There also has to be sort of a spiritual journey match. You speak the same language to some degree or understand uh, Jesus in in, in a similar way. They can be further along or you can be further along than them, but there has to be some way that the, the connection happens and uh, and the last thing is it usually requires someone to take some sort of initiative that this thing required uh, requires energy to cultivate and create. And that can be really difficult because there are some of the other things that demand our energies. At the end of 2017, 
uh, I was in a, a, a transition season with some friendships, some things had shifted, some people moved away, some other things had, had shaken out. And so my prayer going in 2018 was just for friends that the Lord might open up new spiritual friendships, that I might be a part of my life in a new, fresh way. I'd experienced it in significant ways in the past, and uh, I was looking up and some things had shifted, and I needed uh, a restart on that. So uh, so I was praying for spiritual friendship, new friendships, but I knew that I couldn't just sit around and hope they showed up. I needed to take some sort of initiative, and so I just pinged a bunch of people. I just sort of uh, invited people for lunches and for coffees, and one person was kind of an acquaintance in my wife and I's social circles, and we got coffee a couple times. And as we talked, it was clear that he was someone that I could trust. We connected on a number of levels. We have some similar life stages. Our, our kids are our friends. And so we started meeting quasi-regularly, getting together. It was every week for some stretches, and he'd be out of town or I'd be out of town, and we'd miss a week or two, then connect again. And as we got to know each other, the, the trust continues to grow. We've shared moments of frustration and disappointment at work or at home or we're praying for each other's kids or just sort of able to talk about things. Sometimes we just talk about things that have nothing to do with personal stuff. Sometimes it's more just things we're thinking about, books we're reading, stuff that we're engaged with, things we're wrestling with, issues of faith, uh, issues of our, our country and faith and religion and politics and how it all fits together. We're able to cover the whole gamut. We don't agree on everything, but it's been a real wonderful journey to be able to sit down with someone who you know is thoughtful and engaged with faith in a real way, who wants the best for you and uh, for the people around him and me, and to be able to share that together. It's been really rich. Another person I ended up reconnecting with is a pastor here in the area that I've known for many years. I knew many years ago we lived in Durham and haven't really connected deeply with him since coming out to Chatham. But uh, he lives out in Chatham County, has a church up in Chapel Hill. It was great to spend time with another pastor to process life together. We get together probably once a month or so. And one time we were together is during Lent. And his church is very much tied and engaged with the church calendar. And after we caught up on family and church and life and what was going on with us, He came to me and said, hey, it's Lent, and there's a lot of people coming to me for confession. That's a big part of practice in their church is people coming to confess their sins and ask for forgiveness. And he said, I'm hearing a lot of people's confession, and they had a little confessional stand. It wasn't really a booth. It was just sort of a wooden sort of platform. He said, people are coming to me and confessing, he said, but I'm not able to confess to anyone else. And he asked me if I would pray over him and hear his confession. It was this wonderful little moment uh, of him vulnerably uh, asking me to be a part of God's work in his life. And so he had this little confessional moment, and I prayed over him, this beautiful prayer that was a part of their liturgy that they have, and uh, it was delightful. And then I asked him, hey, would you be willing to hear mine? And we had this great little exchange, an opportunity for us to share a moment together. Here, here's the why behind community uh, the why for me and the why it's worth the time and the energy, even though it's a hassle, it's not always easy, even though it's always something better on TV that you want to watch, and even if it doesn't always come naturally for us, and that, that is that God made us to be shaped through relationships. Like We're relational beings, and God is himself a relationship as Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and we are, reflect his image in that we are relational beings. And the reality is relationships are going to shape us one way or the other, whether we like it or not. I heard one person say that you're the sum total of the 10 people that you spend the most amount of time with. You're the sum total of the 10 people you spend the most amount of time with. I'm not sure it's a scientific statement, but I think there's some truth in that, that all of us are shaped by the people around us, whether those people are good influences or not. And so if we're going to be shaped, if we're going to inevitably be shaped by the relationships of the people around us, we might as well do what we can to have a few key people where we are intentionally cultivating spiritual friendship to spur one another on 
together. Spiritual friendship just means someone who will point you back to Jesus when you forget. Someone who will remind you of what's true about you and about God, no matter what the circumstances or challenges. Someone who will listen for you, listen with you for what God's Spirit's doing in your life. I've spent over 25 years in small group Bible studies of various types, uh, sharing journey with Jesus, reading scripture together, sharing marriage struggles or job transitions or new things that we're learning together. I've had people, I've prayed for people who have been in difficult situations. And then I've had people praying for me as I walk with Jesus through my own ups and downs and my journey with the Lord. 25 years, a couple hundred people who've influenced me, blessed me, most of them for the better. Some of them were better prayers than I am. And I learned a lot about prayer through them. Some of them knew scripture better than I did. And I learned a lot about them, through them, about the scriptures. Many of them prayed for me. 25 years of people praying for me, my family, my ministry, uh, transitions, challenges, just longing to hear from the Lord, just wonderful. Now, not all of them were easy to be with. Some of them were difficult to be with, but even that was a good stretch for me, an opportunity for me to love people who aren't easy to love. That's uh, something Jesus values very highly and calls us to do. Look, if we're rich financially, you can still be a miserable human being. If we're rich in some great relationships, we are likely to flourish even in places and seasons where we're struggling. And so that year, 2018, was all about me refinding some footing around some key relationships so that I might be uh, as faithful a man as I can be, faithful to the Lord, to my family, to the work God's called me to do. Those relationships have been places where God's met me over and over and over again. Now, again, if you've never experienced this, it all might sound strange and unfamiliar. And especially if you've been hurt by people before or you're naturally suspicious or independent by nature, you can wonder, uh, there's a, there may be some natural resistance to this. I just want to encourage you to remember that people are going to influence you one way or the, or the other. Even if you're an independent type, people around you are going to influence you one way or the other. And if you've ever been hurt or damaged by people before, I want to encourage you. That's all the more reason why you want good, trustworthy people in your life to help you think through that, work through that, get healthy on the other side of that because you don't want the selfish, unhealthy people to be the ones that dictate what kind of relationships or friendships you'll have. I found that taking a little bit of initiative has been really beneficial in putting me in places to connect with community that shapes me in a really good way. Participating in small groups has been huge for me along the way. Not every small group has been totally life exchange, life-changing, but a couple have been. And most of them have been wonderfully value-added in my life. And then taking some individual initiative with some specific people along the way to find that God often has gone ahead of me, prepared uh, a person for me to connect with, and has shaped me through those individual relationships. So I'm in a rich season right now where I'm really grateful for the relationships I have locally and long distance. Folks who pray for me and have permission to ask me about just about anything. And uh, most of what we do is share and encourage each other and spur one another on. And uh, my prayer for you and for us is the same as my prayer for my 15-year-old, that uh, all your days you'd have a group of people who would drop everything to come around and encourage you and pray for you at your most crucial moments in life, but perhaps even more importantly, when you're not in crisis and things aren't so crazy. My prayer is that you'd have a couple key people who'd have full access to your heart and life and situations that God might use them to spur you on and remind you of his great love for you day in and day out on the way with Jesus, especially when you're tempted to forget it.